back to the IM Symposium, the Winter Solstice of 2017. And this is a gathering of all the people who have helped me along the way to birth my book, Winds of Spirit. And Winds of Spirit took me inward for four years. Before that, I had learned all the marketing strategies and, and had all of that down. And then I went quiet for four years. And then I had to come back out. And when I was doing so, the, the natural person for me to go to well, it might not seem so natural because she's half my age, was Kimber Luna. And I figured she was doing something online that I wanted to do because I think Winds of Spirit is going to really appeal to family, children, and a, 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 the whole next generation of spiritual seekers. So for me, it was like a natural fit. Let me tell you about her bio. Kimber Luna is the founder of Freedom Hackers. She teaches Facebook marketing, how to grow a personal brand, how to create your first web page, etc. Her whole goal is to help people build businesses and brands around the things that they care about. Today, however, we're going to talk to Kimmer about a side of business she has not publicly shared. Business is no longer about just having the tools in place to get the job done, but the energy that makes your brand thrive. Kimmer's hero's journey includes a rags to riches story. She went from living on welfare to an, an apartment overlooking the Hudson River in New York City. She is a mom first, while maintaining a very public persona as she grows her business. She recently started a new blog called Sacred Mama, which will be about her healing journey, conscious parenting, and building thriving relationships. Welcome to the I Am Symposium. Thrilled you're here. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I was very, very, very happy to, to come on today. I know it's kind of a, a subject matter for you that you really, um, a lot of people who know you and have been in your classes know a little bit more about you, but for, for the most part, you look like this young, bustling woman out there with the purple hair, and, and, and so today we're going to talk about some things that got you where you are today. Yeah, and I think it was funny that, you know, inside of the email you had sent me, you had said, you know, like, we were going to talk about, you know, the winds of, of change. And um, this year, that could probably be the name of 2017 for me. Um, there's been pretty huge, dramatic changes in my life. There's been changes in my business, just changes and in, in shifts in me just spiritually and emotionally um and a major physical change i guess so to speak was actually the divorce and separating from my husband um who i had been with for 11 years basically all of my 20s i was with the same person and and having relationship coaches and and all this therapy and all this sort of stuff really brought everything out of me. Like it all just came out on the table. And, you know, um, it's been a very interesting past few years. But I really first started, you know, like learning about personal development and personal growth. Um, right when I had actually met my my now soon to be ex husband, um, back in 2004 or 2005 ish. And um, he introduced me to the secret. And, um, and I'm sure everybody watching this has heard of the secret. Um, 
But to me, it was just the concepts of that were things I had never heard of. I was so blown away that, you know, I could create my own life and that, you know, there were things, people out there who could help in this and assist me in this. And there were books and so much information on this topic. And I remember when I first got in the topic, it was very overwhelming because, um, first of all, I had to accept responsibility for my life. Um, and as you know, like a person like myself, I was, you know, raised on welfare. I was raised in a very abusive home. Um, we, it wasn't our habit of taking responsibility for our own actions. It was more like blame the other person. It's always the other person's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the police's fault. It's whoever's fault it is. It doesn't matter. We always blamed it on other people. And when I started learning how to take responsibility for my own life, it was, it was very hard. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I attracted these weird things into my life or horrible circumstances. And I have to be responsible for my own energy, like what I put out into the world. And I just remember like, you know, reading all these books and like learning all this, all, all these things that I had never even heard about before, like at all, like, you know, um, and you had asked me about like, what are like some different tools and things I've used. Um, gratitude is probably the biggest tool that I've used. And the crazy thing is, is I never had felt gratitude before. Like it wasn't a feeling I really knew even what it was. And I remember reading, um, I can't remember which book it was. It was one of Wayne Dyer's books and it had said, you know, like, Oh, you know, like, you know, have a gratitude practice and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, Oh, I'm, well, I'm grateful for the air I breathe. I'm grateful for birds singing or whatever. Um, but I wasn't feeling it, you know, like I didn't know how to feel it. And I remember it took me quite a while to really feel like what real gratitude is. And now when I feel gratitude, I'm like sobbing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, cause I can feel it so strongly and there's just tears in my eyes when I'm so grateful for something. And recently on Facebook, I had asked my audience, you know, like, um, actually it wasn't even on my business page, it was on my personal page. I just asked, you know, my friends, you know, like what is the last thing that, you know, you were, you experienced that was, you were so happy you were crying, you know, and all these people shared all these beautiful experiences. And it's kind of crazy because this past like month, it's been happening to me all the time, you know, where I'm just like so happy I could just cry. And I really, really hope that people get to that point where they're so happy they could cry so often. Um, and you know, I'm like, Oh, I have to fix my makeup all the time because I'm like crying constantly, but it's because I can feel that gratitude. And over the years it's getting stronger and stronger, the practice of gratitude. Um, so that's definitely, um, probably one of the biggest tools I've always used over the years. Um, the next one would be just visualization. So I'm a person who loves Pinterest. Okay. So I'm like a Pinterest junkie. Um, I have been for, I'd say seven ish years now. And I love Pinterest because you can go and search for things you like, and then you just pin all the things that you think are really cool or interesting or fun or things like that. And I would make these vision boards on there and I would have them for different topics in my life. So like what I wanted out of relationships, what I wanted for my children, because, you know, I have three kids and obviously I want to provide, you know, great education for them and, and great experiences for them, you know, and, you know, I just kind of like almost like bucket list kind of sort of things. And back in um, 2006, I was, or not 2006, it was 2008. I was living in Virginia at the time. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm messing up my years. 
2010. It's 2010. I was living in Virginia. And at the end of the year, I'd ma- I was making my kind of dream board for the year. And I had pinned on there an apartment in New York City that had floor-to-ceiling windows. Right. And um, I had you know, no idea like I was ever going to move to New York City. I was living in the middle of nowhere in Virginia at the time. And and I was just a stay at home mom. I didn't even have a business at the time. And I decided that, you know, I was like, you know what? I really want to someday own a place in New York City or at least be in New York City. And I had pinned this picture and I didn't even remember I pinned it. Right. And then I ended up moving to New York City, like, you know, like, it was like, what, like, five or six years, like, later, I ended up moving to New York City, and I had no clue about this pen, I didn't remember this pen that I'd penned, and I started looking back through my different boards, because I keep them, like, private, like, on Pinterest, you can have private boards and public boards, they're just, like, my little private kind of dream boards I have on there. And when I looked through, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks exactly like the apartment I'm living in. <laughs> and it wasn't the exact same apartment, but it was almost exactly the same. Like the way the living room was set up and, and things, I was like, this is like my apartment. So I really feel like, you know, I put those things into, you know, what I wanted to create out of my life. I just was like, you know what, these are things that I, I really love and I, and I would desire to have. And I ended up having it. And it was years later, of course, but, you know, I, I didn't just focus on it. I wasn't like, oh my God, I have to move to New York City. It was more like, you know what, it'd be super amazing if I lived there. I think I'd feel really great. And then eventually I did. And so it was really just interesting experiences when it comes to visualization and 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 I don't even necessarily sit and just focus heavily on visualization like if I'm like oh my gosh I want to have five new clients I don't sit and like just visualize that necessarily I just spend my time focusing on what feels good or even like well what's going to happen after I have those clients or what's going to happen after I get those new students um I just like to really think about, I'm just a visual person, I guess. Like I love looking at pretty pictures and, and things like that. So, um, and um, this past uh, weekend I was up in the forest. There's a forest here in, in, uh, in New York, it's called Inwood Forest. And it's the, the last natural forest in uh, Manhattan. So all the other forests are kind of like fake forests, I guess. They like replanted them later or something. But this one's like an actual natural one. And just being out there and I was under the full moon, it was a super moon. And, you know, I was just like setting, you know, my intentions under the full moon and was just like, you know what, this moon, it just felt so pure and so peaceful. And I've now recently recognized too, like, I do need a lot more nature, you know, because I'm a city person now, you know, and so I, I've been, you know, making it like my goal to make sure I at least get in the nature at least once a week, um, you know, go for walks more often, get the fresh air more often. And I just moved into a new place that's right on the water. So I want to make sure I go and connect with the water every single day, um, make sure my kids are connecting with the water and they're staying really grounded here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so that's kind of like all the, the stuff that I I've used over the years to really be able to, um, create an amazing life for me and, and my kids. That's great. That might be a nice challenge for all of you uh, listening is what was that first book that set you on your path? I know I was in the, the Dominican Republic and there, or St. Thomas, and there on my friend's table was Buffalo Woman Come Singing. Now, she wasn't what you really say spiritual in, in a shamanic way, 
And she didn't even know to this day why that book was sitting on that table. So mm -hmm. we always get to something that opens us up spiritually. And I guess what, what, what I want to ask you is I know that you've really worked hard on yourself to get here. And so mm -hmm. this conscious uncoupling that you've been involved with, because I know that your children are, are primary focus for you. I've seen them in your videos, you know, they're cute. Mm -hmm. You know, you've talked about how individual they each are. Mm -hmm. And so how, as a mother, are you introducing this next phase into your life, being a businesswoman and a spiritual entrepreneur? Yeah, it's been really, really interesting. And I'm, I'm really grateful that me and my ex-husband had hired, you know, relationship coaches to kind of help us through the process. Um, because as most of you know, divorces and, and even just split ups in general, even just breaking up with a boyfriend, it could be kind of nasty. Um, and, you know, me and my ex have done our very best to keep it as peaceful as possible, you know, primarily for the kids' sake. Um, but, you know, we really wanted to keep it really peaceful. And, and it's really interesting because my son, he has um, a cousin and one of his cousins, his parents are divorced. And they're on Minecraft, like, all the time just chatting. And they're on Skype just, like, chatting. And I could hear them talking from the other room. And and his cousin, um, he has now, you know, his dad his dad was, you know, dad and mom are divorced. But the dad remarried. And now the mom remarried. And he is, like, so happy about it. He's like, I have two moms and two dads. You know, and I think that kids, they, they only get the perspective of things of what they see. Like to some kids, a divorce could be so dramatic and depressing and it's just so hurtful to them. And with my son, he is seeing it from like a positive perspective. He's seeing like, wow, I get to have an extra dad or an extra mom. Like I get to have a bonus person in my life. You know, so I, all of that has been really just an interesting thing. And, and I remember it was really difficult because I was like, wow, what are we going to like say to the kids, you know? And my oldest son, he's just so wise. He's like, he's like leading me. Like he's like my guide in life is my oldest son. And he's like eight going on 30, you know, he's so mature and, and um when we told him he was just like oh okay so daddy's gonna move out and I was like oh yeah you know eventually you know he'll be moving out he'll have his own place eventually you'll go get to hang out at his place and he's like oh that sounds really nice and like that was like <laughs> it like he like wasn't like you know scared or anything and I'm sitting here like terrified like I'm gonna be traumatizing my kid by saying that we're getting divorced and you know I feel like sometimes kids they just have that that like a different awareness than we have um you know to him he just assumed everything was just going to be okay and me i'm like panicking you know and so i think it's really important and really i'm so grateful that i have children because i feel like i said they're like guiding me in that way they help keep me grounded they help keep me on earth um because i tend to start floating off the planet sometimes and so you know they keep me grounded and they when they just say things like that i'm just like oh it is going to be okay. You know, like it's going to be just fine. And it's been a really interesting transition too, like with my business, because, you know, I've had for like two years, I really wanted to start sharing a lot more about my healing journey and the trauma that I've healed from, from my past. And, you know, my, my ex-husband, he, he wasn't really like on board with that. He didn't want me to talk about that. The fact that I was molested when I was younger or that I was raped when I was 20 or like, he didn't want me to really talk about those things publicly. And it was 
really hard for me to like hold those things in and hold those things back. And so that's how I know that like, you know, the separation was, it wasn't just like, Oh, we're just separating because like, we're like not in love anymore. It's like that separation was really like a, a polling for me of, of like the universe saying like, okay, you're separated now. Now you have permission to say those things you want to say and speak your truth that you want to be that you've been wanting to speak for so long and it really gave it just gave me permission and so now I have permission to really be myself and be in my and be in my truth as much as possible and I'm still working on that you know over the past two you know few years you know I definitely wasn't right in my mental space at times and you know I've had to go and apologize to people and say you know please forgive me for how much I sucked at that time in my life or or maybe I have taken up too much time of a friend's time because I was because I was going through so much stuff I didn't even realize that they were going through stuff too and I should have been supporting them you know so I've had to go back apologize to people and and it's just been a really humbling experience um you know when I'm just like you know what like I sucked at that time and it it sucks that I sucked at that time, but I feel finally like I'm like 2017 is like coming to an end. And I feel like with, you know, like this new, like the, the new solstice and all this, just there's all this new energy for me. And I'm really working very hard to just embrace it, embrace it for myself, embrace it for my children, even embrace it for my ex, because he has a lot of new things as well. He's having to like get a new job. He's like having to get a new, his own apartment, like a lot of new newness, I guess is happening for me. New, 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 new in my life. And then of course my new blog and everything. So just everything is new, new, fresh, clean slate. And the only way we get to those new, fresh, clean slates is understanding that relationships have a life. Mm -hmm. they, they have an energy to them and you know, that we can grow apart and change. And mm -hmm. what's interesting. In the, and I think for, 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 you know, the spiritual people listening is that he brought the secret to you. Like, so it wasn't yeah. that you both weren't spiritual beings having this human experience together. And yet it's still, there's a place where things don't work. Talk about yeah. when things don't work in, in changes, like, you know, you're a business person. So how do you know, like when a business has come to, you know, a natural end or any, or a relationship has come yeah. to a natural end? I think that's an important topic. Yeah, it is. Because like for myself, you know, with, with my ex, we had been together for a lot of years. I mean, 11 years is a long time to be together, especially when you're young and you're still like growing as a person. And both of us were very much into personal development. We were both really growing. And a lot of people say, oh, if the person's not growing, then of course you're going to like grow apart. But for us, it's like we were growing and we still grew apart. You know, we just grew into different paths as we discovered ourselves. And, you know, I think that there's, you're, there's usually like a strong feeling, like even for myself, before I moved to New York City, I knew that that was the beginning of the end for me and my ex. Because I was, because I remember when I was moving, I was like, you know what, if he didn't come with me, it really actually wouldn't even bother me. Like I would be okay just being a single mom with my kids in New York, you know, like I would be okay with that. And I think when I knew that that was something, like, I was like, you know what, like, we'll try to make it work. We'll do the best that we can. Um, and if it doesn't work, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just, I started trusting the universe to tell me when it was going to be its end. And there was like one clear exact day when we were with our relationship coach, like talking together, when I knew I was like, I can't be with this person anymore. 
Like I just knew. And, um, and that was when, you know, a few months after that, that was when we, you know, announced that we were separating. Um, as for business stuff, I think it's different for every person. Like I'm a person who is, you know, called what they call quick start. So I can start things and get the ball rolling and then follow through at the end. Not so much. I'm like, not so good at that. <laughs> um, which is why I need team members to help me follow through. Um, and it's really funny because I ran my current business for almost well, three and a half years now. So three and a half years. And, um, sometimes I'm just like, I'm surprised this business even lasted this long, you know, cause like, I'm just the type of person where I'm ready to like go to the next thing. So I think it depends on the person. Some people it's like, they want to be a shoemaker and they want to be a shoemaker from for the rest of their entire life until they're like 75 years old, you know, um, or 80 years old or even a hundred years old, you know, they just want to make shoes forever or dolls forever, or whatever. Like some people, they just want to do the same thing forever. Other people, I feel we kind of have multiple things inside of us. And I'm a person where I always say like, you know, I'm a multi-passionate person. I have so many ideas and businesses and things I care about and ways that I want to change the world. And um, I think there's no wrong way. It's fine if you're a person that's, you know, just one straight path and like, that's the thing you're going to do. I remember my, my midwife, she is meant to be a freaking midwife. Like that is like what she is meant to do. She's going to be doing that till the day she dies. And she is perfect for it. Like it's exact, like exactly her mission, you know? And I think some people have that me, I will probably have like 18 businesses within like the next, like, eight years, you know? So like, like, it's just like, cause I'm just like, I just want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. I think we're all here for different purposes and you know, every type of business you run can have the, you know, the mission of helping people, helping the world. Um, and I believe everybody wants to do that unless you're like, you know, some weird narcissist or something like that. But if you're not a narcissist, um, you, you want to help people or help the planet in some way. And I think we all have that in us. And I really believe that we can all create business around that or even just working in our own jobs you know how are we contributing to the companies we work for how are we helping shifts happen in the companies that we already currently work for how are we talking to our boss to help them get ideas that, that they can use to help change the planet you know so I I think all of us have it within us to to do those things and um, I just think it's 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 really fun to see my kids and how they see like they could change the planet um, you know they always come up with different ideas they're like oh like I want to teach people how to like not be bullies because that's not nice and you know and so oh I'm like well how are you gonna do that and they're like huh you know I have to like sit down I was like oh well write down out some ideas and you know maybe we can start applying those things you know so kids even have it in them everybody has it in them to want to help others and, and create change and I think it's just all about not saying like oh I have like one life purpose because for me I have a lot of life purposes you know like one of them obviously was to be a mother I didn't know that was my life purpose until the kids started popping out. You know, like I, I was not like, Oh yeah, I just want to be a mother when I grow up. And you know, um, it, it was just something that came to me and same thing. Like, you know, I love like promoting things and like, you know, like, like I started booking concerts when I was 17. It just came to me. It like fell onto my lap and every single thing I've done, it kind of just, I was just like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Let's try it and see how it goes. And it's always worked out pretty good, you know? So um, I think if we just keep following that and not having to be like, oh, I have to figure out my life purpose. Um, everybody has purpose, um, but it can be multiple things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. 
That's great. And I'm a lot like you. You know, I was I was running ski junkets at 10 to Vermont mm-hmm. from Springfield, Massachusetts, you know, so I could ski. So I get, I, I'm a multiple person. When I finally got to the winds of spirit, I finally converged it all. So I suspect that will happen for you too. What, um, let's talk about the Me Too. Yeah. So what is the gifts from the Me Too? What is the, what, you know, you talk about gratitude and that was a hard place for me to finally find gratitude for the, the early abuse in my life. And I have because there's never been a person I've ever met that I couldn't find that connection with. Mm-hmm. So what has it been for you coming out from the abuse and, and the silence of the abuse? Yeah, it was a really, really big deal for me. And um, I had recently, I'd, I'd mentioned something about the rape, maybe four or five months ago, but I hadn't gotten, gotten into details. And then when like the Me Too stuff started coming up where everyone's like, you know, hashtag Me Too, and you're seeing all of these people who have experienced trauma and it, it's very powerful. It's also very sad in a way. It's also very, um, like to me, it's very almost like, it's like, it's almost like it's empowering, but also sometimes disempowering. Like, it's like, it's weird. It's like, it has the, the yin and the yang. It has like both sides um to every to that feeling i get it's like it's an up and down thing for me because i see some people where the me too has triggered them and made them feel worse about the experiences and made them feel bad that they didn't come out sooner or there's like other guilt and shame around them not speaking up about it and i mean something for myself i i always had this guilt and i had this shame about not saying something about the guy who raped me because he might have raped other people because I didn't say something. You know, he might have assaulted other people or harmed other people because I didn't say something. And that's the truth. That's the reality. And that's the truth for a lot of other women. A lot of us haven't said anything. But how do we come to a part of, like, where we're grateful for where we're at? We're grateful for, you know, that we learn a lot from the experience of finally saying something that, to me, I think a lot of women felt a lot of relief that they weren't alone. I mean, I saw this woman, she was 75 years old and she had posted on Facebook and she said, this is the first time I've ever said anything ever about what happened to me. She's like, I've never told any family members. I never told anyone, you know? So it was empowering for a lot of people, but then it was disempowering for other people. So, cause then it made people feel discouraged. It made them feel like, Oh my gosh, or just all the men assaulting people. And you know, like even now, like with all the celebrities, like that it's coming out, like all these people in you know, television industry and movie industry, it, it can make you feel like, Oh my gosh, like all men are like horrible and they're all assaulting us, but it's not the truth. And so um, as a mother of three boys, it's kind of scary because I'm like, are people going to be treating my boys like they're going to assault them? You know, like, cause I don't think my boys are going to assault them. So, you know, and then how do I raise my boys where they understand consent and things. So it's, it's a very conflicting thing for me. But when I find, when I shared, um, you know, like, Hey, like this has happened to me. I've had, I've had an immense amount of trauma. Um, I did have a lot of people reach out to me and they said, you know, I'm so grateful that somebody like you 
can say that they, you know, they had a lot of trauma before they had, you know, success in business and things like that. Like all these other women, they're, you know, they're celebrities and they're like saying, you know, what happened to them? And they're like, oh, well, you know, you have a lot of money. You can afford therapy. You know what I mean? Like, like me, like I didn't have therapy my whole life. You know, like I had to like make my own therapy by reading Wayne Dyer books. You know, like I had to make my own therapy. And, you know, um, a lot of women, they, they've just told me how, how grateful they are that I've said something. And I still haven't even shared my whole entire story yet. I do have um, a, a blog post that I'm going to be publishing that's, you know, much more in details about, um, you know, my rape experience and a lot of the just society stigmas about that go around it. Like, because, you know, the reason why I didn't say anything is I thought I was going to lose all my friends. I thought they were going to judge me and they weren't going to believe me. And it is true. A lot of times when a woman says something happened to her, people don't believe her. Um, that's pretty common. So, you know, there's a lot of society things that still we're working out those kinks. It's kind of the same thing of like having to be grateful that Donald Trump is the president. Yeah, I hate the guy's guts, but I'm grateful he's the president because it's bringing all those shadow things out. And sometimes these shadow things need to come out so we can actually clean them up. Hmm. And we can't clean up the energy if we don't know what that, what that bad stuff is. And so it's been a really interesting past, like I said, 2017 has been a kind of crazy year for a lot of people. It's been very emotional. I mean, there was all these floods that were happening and hurricanes and like fires. There's a fire even happening right now, you know, in California. There's like, you know, it's been a, a very ferocious year for a lot of people. And it's just been all that shadow stuff coming out. And I feel like, like, as you always talk about the winds guiding us, you know, and I feel like we are being guided. Um, and some of this junk is coming up, but it's time to start clearing, clearing that clutter, clearing that energy, um, you know, finding and, and speaking our truth. Like when something comes up for me, like I remember I said something to my boyfriend the other day and then I, I stopped and I said, wait, I didn't mean to say that. Like saying that is actually me wanting to manipulate you in some way. Like it might not seem like it because it's like a subtle thing because it's just like how people normally conversate and talk to each other. And then I was like, well, so I take that back. I was like, no, scratch that. Like, that's not, that's not what I wanted to say. And he was just like, that is so crazy. Like that you were actually doing this right now. Like saying like, no, scratch that. Like delete that from, you know, what I said. Like I, like I didn't say that. And he's like, I've never met anybody that would do that. You know, most people just, you know, try to cover it up or brush it off later or something, you know, but I had to tell him, I said, you know, I don't, that's not the person I want to be. Like, I don't want to change you in any way. And I don't expect you to change me in any way. And so I think that, you know, once we start fessing up to those shadow things that happen to us, you know, cause obviously, you know, I was raised in a very abusive household. And so I'm still to this day learning how to communicate in a way where I'm not trying to get my way because it, we had to be like very, very, very selfish in my home in order to even be heard, you know? And so I'm still breaking down those habits and breaking down those things of how my brain is wired. Um, and it's really just being conscious about it. And, and so even like my new relationships, I'm like kind of, it's like all of this stuff, all the shadows are coming out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many shadows, but I feel like I'm, I'm able to finally, you know, address them one at a time and, and not be overwhelmed by it. I started um, a journal yesterday that was like all my shadows. 
And I started like writing down like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I do that or I say that to people. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so mean. Like why was I being so mean like that? You know, like, oh, what is wrong with me, you know? But then I have to remember, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just at that point, I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't connected to source at that point. And so I'm like, okay, how can I prevent this from happening? Because if I'm connected to source, then I'm not going to be behaving in that way because I'm going to be behaving in, you know, the pure healthy way. My relationships will be healthy. The speech that comes out of my mouth will be healthy. The connections I'm growing will be healthy. Um, so, so, yeah, so it's just been really interesting with building new relationships, building new friendships. I have a lot of new friends I've recently made. And so, um, you know, I downloaded that the Bumble dating app. And so learning to communicate has been kind of funny because I was just like, how do you like just talk to like a random stranger, you know? So it's been really interesting. Um, but again, it's just the shadows keep coming up and I'm, and I'm becoming grateful for those shadows because I know if the shadows are there, that means that it's time to make a little shift on those shadows and hopefully the shadows will start not being so shadowy anymore. Um, I think we always will have shadows. I don't think anybody can clear themselves of every shadow because your life would just be so boring if you were perfect, right? Um, and you wouldn't even want to live if you were just, if everything was, you'd be so bored, you know? Um, so we all have these little shadows and I think that there's just a lot coming up lately. It like kind of like a massive, not just as individuals, but like as a society, there's just been a lot and um, things are starting to clear. And I feel really, really good about 2018. I think 2018 is going to be a very, very enlightening year for a lot of people, for a lot of businesses. I feel a lot of big companies. I mean, even when you look at some of the bigger companies, you know, they're just you know, firing people because they're like, oh, you're accused of sexual assault. Peace out. Get out of here. You know, um, and so these companies are becoming enlightened rather than brushing that stuff under the rug like they used to. They're saying like, nope, not tolerating it anymore. And um, we're going to live in a different world in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. My kids, it's going to be very different for them um, when it comes to things like, you know, sexual assault or just people harassing people and things like that. It's going to be a way different world uh, because people aren't going to tolerate it anymore. I think it's just been the nasty stuff has been tolerated for too long. Now we need to learn how to heal though. Like how do we help these men heal? And I had saw a thing where this guy had posted, um, he said, me too. He was saying, he said, yeah, me too. I've been, you know, harassed and and you know by women and women have tried to manipulate me with sex and things like that but he's like but I also have assaulted people or not necessarily assaulted but harassed people or said things that were inappropriate to people um and I think that uh, that men are wanting to heal too and so there's a lot of this women empowerment stuff going on but I'm really excited for the men empowerment stuff to happen. Like I'm so excited for it because that's where my boys are going to be. You know, I have three boys and I want them to feel empowered too. Like, and so yes, women are kind of leading the way, but I posted a thing yesterday on my Facebook page and um, this one guy, he's an actor and he was like, you know, like where, where are the men at? Like, let's let the men, you know, connect with their feelings, connect with them themselves and, and learn to become more peaceful beings and, and just listen to what the women are saying. Um, and it was just really, really powerful Ted talk. And I think that it's, it's now time that men are going to be stepping up and men are going to be um, taking the lead, but, but in a different way, you know, and so um, it's gonna be interesting the next few years I think so I'm, I'm excited for it I love new things and new changes um, and I think society is, is finally growing I think it took a lot of 
you know, turmoil, but I think the growth is now happening. Great. You kind of answered my last question for you as we come to a wrap here, but so what, what advice, let's take you back to business for one second. So what advice would you leave people with for 2018 about their business? I would say to really focus on being vulnerable and visible. I guess the two V's, vulnerable and visible. Um, a lot of people, they, they want to serve and they say, oh, you know, it's hard to get out in front of people and things like that. And yes, it can be hard to go out and do a bunch of live streams and record videos and things like that. But being visible to me really just means talking to another person about what you do. You know, when you're in line at Starbucks, you can talk to a person and let them know what you do and the things you're passionate about and you care about and how you want to change the world. And they're not going to think you're a freak because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I want to change the world too. We all want to do it together, right? You know, um, so getting visible is definitely very important for, um, for 2018. And then being vulnerable. Um, I think people really want to work with people or connect with people that are just being real and authentic and not just, you know, showing their Instagram with all the pretty stuff that's happening. Um, because that sort of stuff, it really just creates competition. Um, I was, uh, in this, uh, one Facebook group and it's a group they primarily talk about sex topics. Um, but they had asked something about mothering and they had said, you know, mothering seems to have been like, became like this masculine thing. And it is true. It has became a masculine thing because you're basically working and then you're working some more and then you're working some more on top of that. And then you're working some more again. And instead of just being a nurturer and a person who cuddles with their children, you're the disciplinary. You're just like, here, eat this food, shove it down your throat, you know, put your shoes on. We got to go out the door. Like, you know, like it's, it became like masculine. And then there became all this competition. And I think if 2018 could be like the year of us to like stop competing, you know, especially with mothers, we compare ourselves to each other constantly, which comparison and competition is, in the masculine and we need it the mothers especially need to have somewhere that feminine juice because we've been being so masculine for so long because you know society does is isn't okay with like men having that feminine side so there's like it's like our whole household to just become masculine you know and so i feel like if we can stop competing stop comparing ourselves to others and just be vulnerable and speak our truths that's what's going to really propel businesses next year is that that vulnerability just be real be who you are if you make mistakes be okay with the the fact that you make mistakes because in business you're always going to make a ton of mistakes i tell people all the time i say the only reason why i have success is because i failed so many freaking times you know like and i'm constantly failing like even the other day it's like oh sent the email oh that was a total fail you know whatever you know like it just happens you know and so we have to be okay with being vulnerable and I admit those types of mistakes and things to my audience and I let them know like, Hey, like, sorry, you know, I haven't been as present with you guys or I haven't been creating as much content for you guys or, you know, like I'm, I'm always doing my best to just be open and honest with, with my audience and with my students. And, um, I think that that's all vulnerability is always the way to go. Absolutely. I do that all the time on the wind plan and people who are like, you know, kind of just looky lose over there say, I can't believe how honest you are with, you know, and, and, and transparent, but uh, you know, that's what I, I think this wind work is all about is the transparency and um, mm -hmm. starting to move with nature. 
Kimmer, I'm really thrilled we had an opportunity to sit here and, and do this together. And, and I wish you so much happiness and joy in your new home. And, and I look forward to watching you as you develop over this new, new version of your vulnerable, <laughs> transparent, visible self. Yes, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was really great. I loved being able to share kind of this different side of me. Um, and I look forward to sharing this out with my audience because I think they're going to love this interview. I think they will too. And anyone who got here through cameras sharing it out with her audience, come on over to the IamSymposium.com to get the schedule and to get all the free gifts. Uh, Kimra's going to have a, a, a gift on the, our gift page and uh, we stay tuned. There's still many days to come. Thank you.